oh, dear God, be with us. Let this be great. Be our voice, our power. Let these words resonate. Amen. Amen. That boy just, just broke out into a prayer. You know what I'm saying? You got to do that from time to time. That's how I get. Sometimes the prayer just just happens. It does. You know? I'll be, I'll be on the phone with God, <laughs> and he be telling me to go harder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was on the phone with God, right? He, I told him he he, he inspired me. <laughs> he inspired me to go harder, for real, man. You know, you know what's funny? Huh? As we said that, Frey literally just just loved both of the messages from the half. Yo, about that. So, Tell me, God ain't real. So you know, let's let's go ahead and intro this so we can get right into this future. <laughs> clearly, clearly, we have an agenda today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey man, we point live from undisclosed remote location. Ain't your boy yet, but soon I will be. Ah, uh, yada yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get tired of your own intro? <laughs> can't relate. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can't relate. You know, just this, this, the ten gentlemen presenting our two cents. Yes, sir. As y'all can tell, we we got a lot of sense to give today. Yes. Around an astounded individual. But before we get them sense, man. We're not going to skip this whole intro because you got to intro yourself. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, it's it's easy. Where are you? The letter U, E-A-Z-Y. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all know the info <laughs> by now. <laughs> Yo, they, <laughs> <Yo. laughs> they going to be so mad listening to this. Right. Like, uh, they don't even care about their drops no more. Right. <laughs> it, Look. Is it, that? I guess it's just that type of day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's that type of time in the semester, you know. Um, so you know we 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 trying to we trying to keep our faith, you know. Sometimes you just you just got to get to it. You know what I'm saying? You do, you do. You yeah. know, faith without works is dead. You feel me? So we working. Yes, sir. Because we faithful. Yes, sir. You feel me? Thank you, God, for this platform. Uh, Already. Thank y'all. Thanks to the piggy bank for tuning in. Um, thanks to all the people who posted our last episode. Thank you for your patience. Big facts. Yes, big sir. facts, big facts. And, you know, as as I said, I ain't your boy yet, so I will be P-U-G-O, so I'll be like, so not on socials right now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm taking a, a nice little hiatus. And y'all going to have to forgive me. You know, I'm currently, you know, suave, getting my teeth right. You know what I'm saying? And I got these Invisaligns in. Word. So usually I don't, like, have a speech impediment. So shout out to everybody with speech impediments. So I salute y'all. Word. But it's like a brief whistle. When I say certain words, because I got these Invisaligns in, so it just makes words come out funny. Word. And I be drooling a lot. I got a drooling problem. Drill. You know what I'm saying? My my dentist told me I got overactive salivary glands. Yeah. So y'all just... <laughs> when the drip runs in your jeans, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that just sounded really disgusting. <laughs> but this is a PG family-friendly podcast, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> the- Style, people. Style. Yes. Drip is in style for all of our non-millennial listeners. Yeah, we'll we'll get into the creators of that term one day, you know. You know, people running off with the drip, they got it from, from Thug's guys, according to Thug. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, mm. we, <laughs> a- according to Young Sauce Walker. Yeah. I don't know. We There's a case. There's a case to be had. There is a case. Maybe we will hold. Maybe we will hold that case. Okay, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. Not today, though, because we got something else to talk about. What you want to talk about, man? 
excuse me, I had to <laughs> make sure I was hydrated. Oh yeah, you know always. Never forget that. Hey man, so we're not gonna beat around the bush. Yeah. As y'all know, if you are close to both Easy and myself, mm-hmm. we are very ecstatic. Are great. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say Lord and Savior because I there's only one Lord and Savior. Right. Jesus. He he's very special, very near and dear to our hearts. Yes. Uh, he holds a lot of authority, at least in my life. I'm not gonna speak for your life. Yeah. He holds a lot of authority in my life. He's helped me through tough times. Mm. He's helped me down through happy times. He's also made me reflect on some patterns that I need to work on in myself. That's real. You know, some of y'all may be thinking we talking about Mr. Rogers or like, I don't know, like Tom Brady. <laughs> Ain't none of them people, man. Yeah. It is one, the only, future fire marshal, Pluto. Wizard. The wizard. What else, man? I, I, mean, I mean, we can go on for days. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we talking about future Hendrix, you know. Um, he dropped. <laughs> dropped. Monster is now available. Um, if you don't know Monster, it, it is the, the classic, you know, many would consider the start to his mixtape run. I mean, as we've been talking, that mixtape run started way before then. I just think yeah. it's a, there's a classic mixtape run yes. feature that people remember, and Monster would be the start of that. Um, and so it, it is now available on all plats. Yep. And it's trending like that joint just came out. <laughs> because it restored the feeling, like straight up. Hey, I would argue that that's 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 a part of a classic, right? You know, you, yeah. A, a lot of it is is nostalgia. You coming back to that feeling, and Monster came out during a time where, I mean, it's just valuable to a lot of people. Yeah. So yeah, we should unpack that. Yeah. What what type of value do you think it has for a lot of people? I think it it helps a lot of <laughs> it helped a lot of men tap into their misogyny. <laughs> Say more. Monster, you know, just just thinking about, like, the, not the first song, but technically the second song, you know, and, you know, this gets... Monster? Te- yeah, this gets technical if you, you know, listen to the Apple Music version or the original version. But Monster, the track, it's just like, Future's just very, uh, he's just very raw, you know. And I think this is coming for him, like, post, like, split up with Sierra. Yes, um, and, you know, he will later go on to say a classic line. They tried to make me a pop star, but they made a monster. Yes. And so I think monster was uh, Future's rebellion. And I think for, I guess for a lot of men, it was that rebellion. I mean, for my, I, we spoke on this on yeah. um, Stirring the Pot. I think for myself, it was a, a bit of rebellion, you know, just um, tapping into that side. Yeah. That That side of. That uh, that side of us that we I feel like we all have like we're all recovering sexist or at least we're you know we have been socialized into a sexist misogynistic society so mm-hmm. you know a lot of times we hear music like like you said you you said future help you realize some patterns that you needed to work on yeah I know a lot of Definitely. people um are critical I know a lot of women are critical of future's music and so men too but we'll get into that true so um. You know, it gets at those those 
patterns that we may not <laughs> always notice or even like about ourselves. But, you know, I think he spoke on it, like, on his Instagram post, just like he just was was giving him giving the real. Yeah. And we kind of, we gravitated towards it because a lot of us was going through similar things. Yeah. So I think it has that value. I mean, I th- I want to say, it, for me, I remember actually, I was, I was in a philosophy class, and I remember <laughs> I had a paper due that day when Monster <laughs> dropped. And to be quite frank, I, I probably was a little too tuned in, like I wasn't as focused on my paper, because it was. That's a whole. That's a whole another side story. But pretty much, like I wasn't that focused, and Monster was so much to unpack. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's that's part of the personal significance to me and I think a lot of a lot of men yeah I'm gonna say men I don't I wonder what like the the gender ratio for for futures fan base is I don't know I feel like at least the women that I know don't like future look <laughs> 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 like, there's no other way around they just don't like future uh but just generally, like not not gender specific, there's a lot of people that are very critical of futures. Just music making ability, like just from a general standpoint, it's not just about mm. monster. It's not just it's about. It's not about content. No, it is a. It's it's not about the content of the music. It's, it's about just the music. Yeah, like his music making ability. Mm. And in some cases, it is about the content. Like, oh, uh, he raps about abusing drugs, and he don't even do drugs no more. Mm-hmm. And you allegedly, know, allegedly. He inspires artists like Juice World that openly are like, "Yes, I do all the drugs," and Future right. told me to. Right. So I've I've witnessed that critical lens of him as well mm-hmm. in that light. So it's not just you know it's it's not just men being scumbags and we like Future. It's a lot of people don't like Future, you know. Yeah, and to to that point, I think what makes Monster so valuable to a lot of people is. A lot of people think he fell off, and a lot of people think Monster denotes a time where he was flaming hot. No, I, I'm with you 100. percent So you know, even if you 100%. don't, yeah, even if you don't like Future's music, a lot of people like Monster, and I think that's yeah. why you see the reaction to the uh, availability on streaming services almost as if like it's new. And, and the great thing about re-releasing content or um, you know making it more widely available is that it is new to some people. Yeah, it will be. It will be. So, you know, we welcome we welcome you uh if you're just now listening to Monster. Welcome to the Hive. We we are spe- we VIP section of the Hive. Yeah. The Skrilla Hive. Yeah. VIP section of the Future <laughs> of Future Hive. Shout out to the Hive by the way. Um but yeah, so we I'm sure I know Future welcomes new listeners. Oh, definitely. Um but yeah, welcome. You feel me? And it's it's gonna be a warm welcome, a, a nice warm welcome with a, a slight hint of misogyny, you know. But we gonna unpack that, right? You feel me? We let's do that. Let's do that. But I think what you said though is interesting because a lot of people note that future is currently falling off, mm-hmm. and people say uh, he's not the dirty sprite future. Mm. So people love the monster future, and people love the dirty sprite future. Dirty sprite. Dirty Sprite 2, excuse me, Dirty Sprite 2. Yeah. Dirty Sprite 2. Uh, DS2. DS2. Yeah, if you want to be technical, yeah. DS2. So people love the DS2 future, 
And if we go into another layer, follow me, it's like future inception. <laughs> if you go down like the track list, mm-hmm. you got Thought It Was a Drought. Mm-hmm. You start an album with Thought It Was a Drought, and people gravitated towards that like crazy, yo. Yeah. Like, I, I remember, I can't remember what month it released in, but... Summer. Okay. So I do remember that Halloween... It was a few viral videos of dudes dressing up as Gucci flip flops for Halloween. <laughs> Blasting thought it was a drought. <laughs> Gucci Gucci sent a uh, a rise in their stock. They did. <laughs> Shout out to Future. Right. But I, I bring that up because I think there's a theme that people that are maybe not as avid fans as us, mm-hmm. people that are kind of like in and out of Future's music. That appreciate that side of future. Yeah. The I'm not gonna say misogynistic side, but like the more trap sounding future. Mm-hmm. And as us as the hive, we appreciate all sides of future, but we have a special appreciation for the introspective in my bag future. Right. Shout out to your playlist. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. If you go back previous episodes, you hear us talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. He often gets, uh, we've talked about this before, I mean, his music often gets boiled down. It gets boxed in. Definitely. And I think that's where we would argue, we as in the Hive would argue, uh, about his music-making abilities. So, yeah, I think I think that's important to, to point out, and I think Monster is going to help and has helped or yeah. has helped people realize that. And, um... Yeah. You know, we can get into another argument about his recent uh, output. That may be a conversation for another time, though. Nah. Because Piggy Bank Pugo is really passionate about this. He will really, you know what I'm saying? He will really. I'll debate. I'll I'll debate any of y'all. He might just, he might get back on. I'm going to tell him somebody says something. He might just pop. Pop back up on social. You know what? <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, D. <laughs> nah, I mean, all right. So we don't got to get into it. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know somebody want to share something. I'm not gonna argue you. I will say this though. <laughs> hey, all I'm gonna say, uh, I'm jumping around, but shout out to Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Not not shout out like that, but shout out. You know, pay respects to Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Most definitely. If y'all arguing with your partner and you mention something along the lines of, I feel like you invalidated me or I feel like you did something problematic towards me, mm-hmm. then they say, I hear you, but, like, that's a flag. Yeah. Just, you know, just want to point that out. But we, we'll we jump back to that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll jump back to that. Let's do it. What I was going to say to you was, and I'm pointing, I'm all aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say to you was, Future Futures uh Future Hendrix presents The Wizard, that album. Mm. That joint came out, I think, the third week of January. Oh, I know, I know. You know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. Still in the rotation. Still, for me personally. And I I'm trying to take my bias out of this, but it honestly feels like one of the stronger albums of twenty nineteen. And that is very hard to do in January. He survived not just the winter, he survived the spring, and he survived the summer. I was like, yo, what? 
How do how do seasons go? <laughs> Winter, spring, summer, fall. Depends on who you ask. You, different hemispheres, <laughs> right? Because don't they got different seasons? Right, and hey, different beliefs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the the sensitive tangentleman. You know what I'm saying? We, we sensitive. You, you feel me? But yeah, like future lasted through all of that. Yeah, for me. Yeah. And if you think about some of the tracks he has on that joint, he gives you a little bit of the trap sound. He gives you a lot of the misogyny that I feel like some of his, some of the like the wishy washy fans were missing from him, like mm-hmm. the trap misogyny records. Turn up, yeah, well, the that, turn up. I guess that's that's all in there together, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean. All together now. <laughs> Imagine him on Sesame Street. <laughs> hey, kids, the, the word of the day today is misogyny. <laughs> I want y'all to say this all together. Misogyny. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, like, massage a knee. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With consent, though. If you if you go massage what? if you go massage a knee, do it with consent. That's what I heard. Oh, uh, I thought I thought you were saying massage me with consent. Oh like, no, no. Please be misogynistic towards me. I would very much like that. I, hey, we 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 ain't gonna get into that. I, I mean, you know, I'm sure there are some people that can speak to that, or that's their experience. They, you know. I feel like it's internalized, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. That that's that's just the way I heard it. That was kind of funny though. Yeah. Mas- <laughs> Massage a knee. Massage a knee with consent. Right. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You know what I'm saying? Cuz if you don't get consent, it's not a massage. Right. It's assault. Right. Shout out to Future Man. Yeah. The Wizard 2019, one of the stronger albums of 2019. I think um, I really like that argument, and I was going to say I would be interested to open open this conversation up beyond the half. Yeah. Because I think that is, a you know, what people would like to consider a hot take. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure that if you if we go beyond the half that you're going to get a lot of consensus. But maybe you can open up some eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, you know— if if the piggy bank has any thoughts to share, not even just about a future futures album, but just you know top albums of twenty nineteen, it is yeah. getting it's getting late. It is so you know we might have to talk more in depth about what what's sticking, yeah, like what's what's in the rotation nowadays. Now I know you you've been wanting to get into a topic for a while. Is it future is, related? Yes. Okay, great. What is the <laughs> Y'all heard his reaction? It's like, yo, if, yo, if it ain't fu- yo, keep, yo, keep that, hold that. What is the future of future? I'm lost. The future of future. Oh my goodness. The future of future. The future of future. Yeah. What's we we've been wanting to get into this, and maybe we have talked a bit about it in the half. What's next for future? I feel like Future's been planting the seeds, and he's been telling us what's next. Hmm. I do not think... I don't think he has an executive role in mind, because I think he has to figure out some stuff over at Epic before he gets to the executive position. Mm -hmm. However, 
I think that he's in the position where he is now the modern gatekeeper of all things Atlanta. Hip hop, hip hop. Mm. He one of the gatekeepers of all things Atlanta hip hop. Yeah. And I'm saying that because there's a lot of status that comes with a future cosign. Future the artist cosign. Yeah. Getting a stamp from future is almost equivalent to getting the Gucci stamp or the T.I. stamp from the 2000s, pre-2010s. Yeah. So I I truly believe that Future is like a modern, I don't want to say a modern-day Gucci, but a modern-day gatekeeper of (coughs) hip-hop that is coming out of Atlanta. And to get a Future stamp as an Atlanta artist, I want to say it's almost like a must now. Like you, mm. you need that. In in that arena of in that arena of hip hop, like mm. more of like the trap, or if you even want to get to like the auto tune and, um, like the mumble singing, like that type of genre, you mm. need a future stamp. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna argue on that. Okay, so, and the reason I argue you on that is because of his perception. What we just talked about, you know, people. Doubting his music making abilities, I don't think people really value the future stamp as much as we may mm. value it, you know? So perhaps like an artist like Doughboy, that's different. If you don't know who Doughboy is, he's signed the future and he's, I, we, we will argue he's on the rise right now. Yes. But I think outside of that, you know, I think somebody you know who's not necessarily within his camp, I think the future stamp isn't as valuable because I, I don't think it's on our radar. It's not on it's not on the 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 typical listener's radar. You know, it's it's uh I think if you if you pay attention and you appreciate future for more than just that one sound, you know, more than just that turn up sound then you will pay attention to the the stamp that he's given. But otherwise I think I don't think it's it's as as appreciated. So you know I semi argue you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, see, you don't got to water down your argument, you feel me? <laughs> Cuz I I mean I see I see your point. I think now I think comparing it comparing it to the Gucci stamp. It's a little di- but I, then I mean it, that gets into a conversation too. I don't even think that everybody realizes the value of a of a Gucci stamp, you know, like yeah. Gucci was and he and I and I watched his interviews recently. Like Gucci was so invested in these artists, pretty much that he wasn't even in public waving his hand like, "Yo, let me let me get credit for the stamp." It's just like, "Yo, I met these dudes and genuinely connected with them." Yeah. Um. Gatekeeper. I. I I definitely respect your your retort to what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, because I think like it could it could be so easy to be like yeah 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 like I feel that. Yeah, and I guess now what I'm what I'm thinking about is like, am I am I discrediting the critical lens that a lot of not just fans but artists in general have a future because traditionally the cosign was not just like I'm assigned this person but I'm we gonna put a record out. Mm-hmm. And this is what my cosign is going to look like. We're going to make a music video. I'm going to put my arm around you. It's going to be dope. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And nowadays, if people aren't necessarily checking for Future as frequently, mm. getting Future in a video or getting Future on a feature may not be as important. And, you know, uh, <laughs> a whole different, I guess, appeal from Future is social media. Yeah. You know? Now, that might be a bigger stamp, not necessarily for artists, but Future's appeal through social media, that's a huge step. You know, like, think about the video floating around of uh, him and Thug in the car. You know, she belonged to the streets now. You never seen that video? Just, just think, like, just memeable moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, is, there, is everybody checking for Thug and Future's music together? Maybe not, you know. We've we've talked about super slimy and the reception to that, but do, are they gonna remember that video? Uh, are, are they perhaps? They're, I see your point. Yeah, perhaps they're willing to. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I did see them on social media. I might tune in. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I see your point. So, I th- I do think that Future uses his social media appeal strategically, though. I think. Um, I mean, why not? You know, like it's not. It's not necessarily uh, his fault that people don't pay attention to that one, to the, more than that one sound. And so, you know, you got to capitalize how you can. And I feel like he uses it strategically without necessarily over-relying on it. Like, he could have definitely named Beast Mode 2, uh, I'm Good Love. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But he had, like, a subtle reference, yeah. I feel like, um, on one of the songs, so... Yeah, I think what's what's so interesting is like Future has Future has an amazing ability to like piss people off, but yet people still want to run and see what he's doing. Right. And it's <laughs> it's like I don't think people want to cancel Future, but it's like, yo, Future's trash. His music isn't as good. He fell off, mm-hmm. but yet everybody's checking for Future. Yeah. Not everybody. I'm my bias is coming out. Excuse me. It's a lot of people still check and to me, we've had this debate before, but to me, falling off means not as many people are checking for you. Mm. And you can't you can't fall off and have a large amount of people checking for you. Those things cannot coexist at the same time. And it's hard to quantify. It is hard. We talk about this all the time. And I know you're trying to watch your bias, but I think even even that is more than what most people would do because, I mean, we usually, these are phrases that we throw around, you know, everybody's checking or... You're right. You know what I'm saying? These yeah. are things that a lot of a lot of people are not really uh, stopping to think about. So, you know, that's... Because you've seen three tweets. Right. You know, everybody's saying, like... Right. That's, that's <laughs> something, I would say that's something that as the 10 gentlemen we pride ourselves on and yeah. is, is trying to challenge our biases so even you know entertaining a conversation that's like well you know i disagree with you you know what i'm saying yeah um yeah yeah. man uh, to to get back to your original question of what's next for future Mm -hmm. i think future knows future knows like how powerful he is Mm. and the reason why i'm saying that is because in january of 2019 this year he released the Wizard album, right? Mm-hmm. One of the tracks on there is Crazy But True. <laughs> listen to that joint. Yeah. Look, I ain't trying to get flagged, so I'm not going to play it. Right. But listen to that joint. 
Right. Like he's he got in his bag and he reminded people, listen, like I've been doing this. A lot of y'all got this from me, mm. and I just want y'all to pay me my respect. Yeah. Yeah. And I I'm not gonna say I wholeheartedly agree with him, but I'll say like seventy seventy percent of my heart agrees with him. <laughs> like I'm 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 pretty convinced. Like yeah. it's like a lot of the younger artists at least may not look up to future, but shout out to shout out to little baby. Mm-hmm. It's mad babies now. <laughs> shout out to little baby. <laughs> but they took the swag and then ran off. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, they is in they as in the younger artists. Mm. And they didn't get that far because they have a lot more to prove. <clears throat> R.E. Designer. That's mm. just one. Mm. Well, you know, since since we, we in our bag with the music talk, we, we still never really got to talk about someone's fun. And I, and I, I, think, I think that's worth the conversation. And I, I assume you're referring to that line. Um, and what is it? What song is that from? That's from Lil Baby, right? Yeah. Um, who do you? I guess just to to just to get into that, who do you think Thug is referring to in that line? To to clarify, no, we getting the song wrong. It's hot. Oh, oh uh, 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 time out, time out. What what bar are you talking about? I was getting ready to clarify. So the bar I'm talking about is. Acting like they created it when they get the drip from my guys. Yeah, yeah, that's hot. That's, that's hot. hot. My fault. Everybody knows. Yeah. Hot. Everybody knows hot. So to clarify, to clarify, that's the line we're talking about. Yes. Who do you think Thug is talking about in that line? Mm. Mike in his bag over here too with the stairs. He. <laughs> I'm man spreading right now. <laughs> hey, in my defense, yo, like, all right, I ain't trying to be nasty, but. My man spread is low key justified because I'm bow legged. What? Can you clarify for the listeners what's a man spread? A man spread is a term that was created by non male identified individuals, mm-hmm. I believe, that refer to when men utilize their power by taking up a lot of space by spreading their legs when they sit down. Mm. It is not just a metaphor for men openly flaunting their genital genitalia. It is also kind of analogous to the space that we take up mm. in society. Ooh, that just hit another level. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming. They didn't, but you know, I'm manspreading right now because I am bow-legged, so that's my defense. Okay. Call it an excuse. That's fine. I, I'm bow-legged, yo. Yeah. Like, I can't. I can't put my knees together for too long. It's, it's hard. <laughs> that's that's real. Hey man, thank you. Thank you for your for your transparency. Man, I'm talking about my visit lines. I'm talking about my bow leggedness. Exactly. Y'all gonna appreciate this vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna go to my IG page and scroll and be like, "Dang, he really is bow legged." <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pugo Suave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Yo, if I if I come back to IG and I find out they was killing me in the comments, <laughs> I'ma have words, Dion. Oh man. Okay. All right. Give get back in your bag. Yes, yes. So who was Thug referring to? Yes. I don't actually have an artist in mind of who Thug is referring to, but I think I think Thug is throwing jabs at a lot of the the talk in the industry about 
as we talked about in our last episode, like his expression of his masculinity mm-hmm. and how, as you said, like he benefits from homophobia and non-traditional masculine presentations mm-hmm. and all of those things. And I think he's addressing the people that have been very critical of him with that specifically. Because, yes, y'all can kill me for wearing a dress or y'all can kill me for, you know, moaning and like all this in my songs. But like all of y'all doing this, too. Y'all mm. taking all of this from me, mm. which I don't necessarily think he has a case. Mm. But I will say he has a case that a lot of artists now are somewhat pushing that narrative of masculinity can be more fluid than what we think of it in hip hop. Mm. And I think that could be credited partially to Thug. Mm. Yeah. And so we we mentioned Drip earlier. And to clarify, you know, (laughs) after we we, we had a misconception, Drip just being... (laughs) Conception, Drip. Hey, (laughs) Pugo cutting up, y'all. just I, I guess just to just to clarify, you I, I think you can almost think of drip as like dab or swag, you know, something that started off as uh, referring to like clothes and then took on something larger than that, you know. Yeah. Like you hear, you you always hear like Migos they used to say, you know, dab is a is a is a way of life. It's not just yeah. fashion. Yeah. Um, and I and I think similarly, like drip. When I've heard Gunna describe it, is it's not just fashion. Yeah. Um, so the reason I ask you that though, like, what you think he sent, like, who you think he's referring to in that line, because you mentioned like the younger guys, like the younger guys, I guess potentially taking his style and running with it. And a lot, but the, but a lot of the younger guys. He's cool with cause he, he named all of them. <laughs> Yo. He named all of them on, on Little Baby. He named about forty five people. Drizzy. Wilder. <laughs> Quavo. <laughs> Meek Mill. <laughs> all names. <laughs> so, you know, it's it I think it is kinda hard to tease apart who Thug is talking about. And I think it's hard to trace futures because, you know, going back to it's hard to trace futures influence. It's hard to trace Thug's influence. Yeah. I I do think that Thug I think Thug has a case not necessarily with the style. I mean, I think he does. He has influenced some people with the style you're talking about. But I think he does have a case in the sense of um his approach to music. Um kind of just this uh what's the word I'm looking for? Eccentric music personality yeah. uh, that can be, like, flexible when it comes to genres. Even, I guess, even, as we talked about last time, even be flexible when it comes to, like, gender expression. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, the the melody, the, uh, the influence of the word slime. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just, just even, just even making it okay to associate yourself with a snake like when did <laughs> when did that become cool you know what i'm saying yeah um so i do think that he has a case with that line saying that these guys are you know running off and they get the drip from his guy cuz he had, 
his his reach is is far now. Yeah, it's nuts. And his team is they're doing fairly well for themselves. Yeah. And I think the reason I thought of Thug though too is because I think Thug now that him and Future got their whatever it was, their disagreement out of the way. And since then, Thug has been very vocal about Future's influence on him. You know, going back to Future Swag on yep. uh, Jeffrey. Amazing project. Right. Yeah. Which I'm so, I'm just so glad that at least, and I, I will I will argue that I, I feel like this is a consensus. I do feel like so much fun has been, well received, I think largely. so too. Yeah, and so my point, I was gonna say, I'm glad that Thug gave us this body of work because I think he was lacking. I think I think he was lacking like before this. You know, I agree. I think I think a, like it helps. I agree. It's <laughs> only two of us in here, but I I think that for people that have been very critical of Thug's career, mm-hmm. it's been what has he done? Like what body of work has he put out? Mm-hmm. And he's had viral moments from, like, maybe a song or two. You know, I, I remember, you know, uh, the Yeehaw. Remember the Yeehaw? Yeah. When he dropped uh, Beautiful Thugger Girls? Yeah. And that had a viral moment. They was like, oh, Thug doing country now. Right. And he's, had, he, he's had viral beefs with artists. Viral beefs <laughs> with artists. Viral album covers. Right. A few of them joints. Yeah. So just thinking about everything was outside of the content of the music because mm. I think album covers and you know Instagramming and social I think all of that is a part of the musical process mm. I, to me I yeah. think that yeah I mean that's 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 the reality of today's climate yeah yeah yeah. I mean in other climates like you know in the 90s record store posters getting a magazine cover right. like things are just very different now but it's all a part of the music yeah and for Thug one of his critiques was like He's getting all this attention, but, like, where's the music? Right. Like, c- content. Where's the music? Content. hmm And I would say this album is being received very differently, so I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah. So, um, I think I I was going somewhere before that, but it's, essentially that's why I, that's the connection of me thinking about Thug and Future and just wanting to, like, you know, put some respect on this album because... It's still in my rotation. Same. You know, I come back to it a lot. And and to that point of the conversation, I was just talking to Keon about this. A lot of the music I return to is from his guys. You know, they they run off, they get the, they get the drill yeah. from my guy. Man, I, 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 I probably listen to Baby and Gunner like every week. You know, so I think I think they're special. I think it also speaks to his influence, though. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. the the fact that I want to return to these artists that, you know, are heavily influenced, like, science, you know, some would argue, you know, Baby's heavily affiliated with YSL, and then Gunna signed to YSL. So, yeah. And then just amongst many, just that sound, you know, is... is ever present in, <laughs> in hip hop today. Yeah. 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 It makes me wonder what like what's what's on the docket for future, yo. Because like Thug has Thug planted Gunna like <laughs> not I don't I don't mean it like that, but he he's like the industry, no, let me stop. 
Thug Thug has incorporated Gunner like early, early. <clears throat> and Future has, I mean, for for dope, like Future's referred to Doughboy, mm-hmm. like before, before he's been like a little more recognized. So, just going off of like sheer numbers, it seems like Thug's guys get more like popularity looks in music as compared to like Doughboy. Because mm-hmm. even me, like, you know, I, as y'all know now, I love Future and I love Thug and I love the music they put out. And of course, I'm going to be checking for like anything that Future stamps. Um, But specifically, like, I had to get put on the Doughboy. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know he had a whole EP out that was hard. Right. <laughs> I didn't know he had a single out that was hard. Um, several several mixtapes several mix I zero idea and mm-hmm. now that's on also on me for not checking yeah but I think with Gunna his reception is just different like I've it is I don't hear to keep it to keep it a buck I'm beating around the bush I don't hear no white people talking about Doughboy I hear a ton of white white people talk about Gunna mm. yeah yeah and and that and it makes me wonder like too like Thug finally got him a really big record. Yeah. And guess who's on it? Yeah. And guess whose song it was supposed to be? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Gunner for those who do not know. But it's a it's a win win for that team though. And I think it's a win to your point, right? These Atlanta stamps. I think it's a win for all of the parties that you just mentioned. Cause as we know, let me speak for, for us. As as me and you know, like the affiliation between free bands, FBG and YSL, uh, What's YSL again? Young Young Stoner Life. Yes, yes, the, yes. The so that those are Future and Thug's labels. Like the affiliation is very strong, and so and and guess what? It all it all comes back to Atlanta. So it's just like, and I think we've had this question before. How long does this run go? You know, does how does this sound transform? That I I would argue that both of them have contributed to. Yeah. Um. What is, as you as you ask, what does the future look like for future? Also, what does the future look like for just Atlanta and this melodic sound of of rap that's that's been so prevalent? I I what I want it to look like. <laughs> I want future to slow down. Look, future can release five albums a year, and I'm gonna listen to all five. However, However. <laughs> hey, get somebody that can complete your sentences, man. You a real one. However, mm-hmm. he don't need to do that. I think an art an artist, an artist of his caliber, <laughs> the, the audibility and the, and the capabilities of this of this artist. <laughs> Yo, that has to be a is, is there a psychological term for like mushing words together? That's a great question. I think it is, but a dude, but that one, gama gama. Man, uh, <laughs> what the heck did I say? Artibility. <laughs> His contributions as an artist can slow down at this point. I I agree with that. Yeah, if if he wants to be recognized as an artist, I was about to say. <laughs> It's these dang Invisaligns, yo. They messing my mouth up. <laughs> I mean, they they fixing my mouth. They getting my mouth right. Exactly. Good. But they Good making catch. they making talking a little harder for me. Good you know catch. What I'm hey, bear with them, <laughs> piggyback. Please, please. 
but yeah, I, I think <laughs> I'm gonna avoid that word. I think, <laughs> yo, my fault, y'all. His ability to make quality music is threatened by the quantity of music he puts out. And if you compare him to other artists that may have come up in the same class as him or maybe have the same level of recognition as him, mm-hmm. they're not putting out music at the same quantity right. as he is. Right. And the quality may be there, but it's like fam, like as some of the researchers know, when you increase your sample size, <laughs> everything is gonna be significant. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, shrink that joint. Yeah. No, you put you put that you put that beautifully. We we say all that to say Go Stream Monster and um that classic mixtape run that we're referring to is Monster uh fifty six nights beast mode. I may be getting the order incorrect. But those are the three mixtapes that led up to DS two. So And then he followed up DS two with Purple Rain. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I yeah, I'm throw I'm throwing that in there too. Yeah. Um, Purple Rain, it has to go in there. In my hey, in my list. I'm raising up? my hand. Y'all can't see that. I'm raising my <laughs> Dion called on me. <laughs> What's up? With no purple rain, there's no black. Follow me. I can hear the Perkies calling. What's Black's one of his earliest Ooh. songs that got him on? And Mike trying to come in. He trying to come in here with the ninth inning uh, take to strengthen his argument. <laughs> the Atlanta influence. Now, now that's a that's a great point. And Black and Future. They, yo, we rest our case. We rest our black and future, boom. Hey man, as as good brother Easy said, stream monster, and go back. <clears throat> excuse me, go back to the live mixtapes version mm-hmm. and stream it for. <clears throat> excuse me, one more time, <laughs> and stream it for its full like all the tracks. You got it, yo. The skit leading up to the opening track. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's you, it's very it, it's. It's context that you don't want to leave out. Yeah. 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 And Future had to leave it out <laughs> for legal reasons. <laughs> right. Right. For legal purposes. Uh, yes. Illegability. Yo, uh, leave me alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now I'm just like, I'm just, talk, I'm trying to talk like T.I. now. You know, just, Le- I, I bet he be having fun. The legability of the capability. Have you been watching his show? Not just him, but the, what is it? Hustling, not hustling flow. <laughs> Rhyme and flow, <laughs> rhythm and flow. Yeah, thank you. I haven't on Netflix. I haven't. So, I haven't either. So I don't know what the heck we about to talk about. <laughs> Sidebar, <laughs> but I wonder how it's being received. Like I, I heard it got picked up for a second season. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, I see uh, y'all about to drag me for this. Whatever, this is my hill. I'm gonna die on it. Mm. I see Ti in there. As a judge, I can see that. From a music standpoint, I can make a case with Chance. <clears throat> but Cardi, I'm I'm struggling. Like I'm trying to see, like, is this was this a look from just Cardi off the strength hustling and finding a look, or is this a look of like Cardi's a uh, Ti 
caliber ear for artists. Mm. Okay. Okay. Well, and that comes from I know that you believe that Ti and and I agree. You believe that Ti is a like you said earlier uh, a gatekeeper. Yeah. Of Atlanta, and I think. I think that's I think that's very uh very clear. And I th- and I, I think T I has one of he's one of the few artists who has uh repeatedly found artists and signed them. You know, like yeah. a, lot, a lot of times people we talk about affiliations and things like that. A lot of people be affiliated, but T I has kept some talent on, on the Grand Hustle roster. Yes. And so I see that for you, you're like, well, hold on, y'all. If y'all trying to equate Cardi's here to that, you're like, nah, I ain't trying to. Well, Chance too. I, I, I. The thing that what makes Chance a little different for me though is the fact that he's done work with like Donnie Trumpet and like all of them and like whatever the Chicago Choir is. Like he's done work with them, and you just can't work with a choir and not be a musician. Right. But still, mm. Chance too. Yeah. Well, I was, I was gonna say I think, to your point though earlier. Cardi, Cardi's rise is a testament to today's musical climate, and remember you said earlier, that's a part of your, your right. your, your your rep. It's You're a right. part of your stuff. So it's a part of music. It's a yeah. It's yeah. a part of your appeal. So she can speak to that part of it, and I think. It does uh, represent the the times that we are in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I honest. I mean, I'm just gonna say I've equated her rise in music to Trump's rise in politics. Oh, yeah. I be- made I made a stink face. Y'all ain't see that <laughs> because just looking at the background of these two and the fields that they were entering, it's. Nobody expected it. They, it's against all odds. You have people who argue, you know, Kanye claims that was inspiring for him, and we gon' we we know from Trump's presidency that there are gonna be a lot of people who feel empowered to run, mm-hmm. just as musically, there's gonna be a lot of people who feel empowered to release music and to use to leverage their social media platform to enter the music industry. So, and I think that's a perfect way to transition. I just, before we transition, that was hard. Thank you. Like, at first, I was like, yo, Dion, you don't want to have a soundbite of you saying I equate Cardi's rise in hip-hop to Trump's rise in presidency. Oh, yeah. I was like, Dion, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because they'll take that that thing, you know, and and just the clip, yeah. Yeah, but that was really well said. Thank Thank you. you. Back back to your transition. Thank you. I I wanna I, I think we um well we referenced a few things earlier. We referenced one, uh domestic violence awareness and we we also referenced cancel culture. Yeah. And um you know, I mentioned Kanye. Um and so I, I just with cancel with cancel culture being so prevalent, I'm just wondering, what what are the what are the rules, if any, of cancel culture, um, and can one redeem themselves from being canceled? 
Yeah. Shout out to my man Joe, Joe Bennett, you feel me? We actually had a phone call about this after one of our older episodes we were talking about um, sexual harassment mm. and um, essentially like coming back from those offenses. And he was like, I'm not trying to air out our conversation, but he was just like, essentially like, is this a one and done thing? Mm-hmm. You know, if something comes out that you've done something, is there a, a path to redemption? Mm-hmm. And the conversation we had was, yes, it's changed behavior. You can go to all the charities you want. You can post all you want. You can speak out all you want. However, it has to be changed behavior, and it has to be consistent changed pattern of behavior. Mm. And to answer that question of can you redeem yourself from being canceled, philosophically speaking, no, because if you're canceled, the redeem, the redemption comes from the social world knowing that you've changed your behavior. Mm-hmm. And technically speaking, if we're canceling someone, we shouldn't be checking for what they're doing after the fact. So if we cancel someone, they shouldn't be able to come back into the sphere and get praise for changing their behavior. Mm. And that also speaks to the motivation behind changing or seeking that redemption. Because if you're doing it to maintain your social image, to me, that's shallow. If you're doing it because it is the moral right thing to do, you shouldn't do it with wanting praise from your social experience mm. to me. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a I think that's a good um a good marker of like even just um I guess deciding whether you wanna <laughs> participate in cancel culture. Yeah. I think what's tricky about cancel culture is like like anybody has a platform, everybody has a, a way to respond. Sure. And all of us feel empowered, like, to decide whether one should be redeemed. Personally, I don't think that's – we can't determine that. I agree. I think what I've learned from my interactions with uh, – my conversations with friends is just cancel canceling someone is a – individual decision yeah now you may have individuals who make it quite easy to do it on a larger scale i.e r kelly some people still struggle with canceling him or people who have been shown to be repeat offenders Mm -hmm. it's a individual decision though and for us to determine whether someone should be redeemed I think that's that's too much power. That gets into a conversation where we get, you know, we gave these individuals power to begin with. You know, it's just a that's why, you know, whether it's politics, music, the rise of individuals now is tricky because yes, everybody has a platform. We're grateful for this platform. Not everybody's responsible with their platform. Yeah. Not everybody's going to be genuine like you said like to your point like too like their values and their morals is always th- there's always going to be the appeal to just well I want to get back on 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 the good side even yeah. if I don't really mean this press release right yeah so I like that uh criteria though yeah and I think maybe if we're like you said if we're checking that much 
to see if someone should be redeemed. Maybe we got a little too much time on our hands, <laughs> just to be quite frank. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like I think we have to ask ourselves, are we uh, are we like addressing our repeated patterns of behavior? Ding, ding, ding. Before we even, you know, hold these people who, as I've said, who a lot of times we've empowered to this standard that ain't even, you know, realistic no more. Ding, ding, ding. That That's a bar. And it's, that's not to say, like, you know, someone with a trash pattern of behavior can't recognize someone else with a trash pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. But that is to say, like, cancel yourself sometimes. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not doing this no more. This was trash. I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's easy for us to say on this platform I just, not to throw our business out there, but both of us live by this. Mm -hmm. Both of us are mental health advocates. Both of us support therapy. Both of us have been in our own therapy. So, yeah, it's easier for us to say it because, like, you know, we're we're humble with it. Like, we, we submit to where we need to get a little growth going. Right. Yeah. With that being said... As you mentioned earlier, definitely want to take the time to uh, recognize those who experience domestic violence. Um, I think with this conversation of cancel culture, I think also uh, the reality of it is we should believe women. <laughs> we, You know, we should... Yeah, and I, 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 I'll stand behind it. I think we should believe women um i think we talked about how it's far less common for yeah people to to uh false report than it is to what actually report or or under report yeah um and so i think while we can't i think we can acknowledge the uh the personal conviction of cancel culture while also acknowledging that we should believe women yeah. Um. When they report things that individuals end up getting canceled for, and I think there, it's it's bigger than that because the reality is, we we all whether we know it probably know somebody mm-hmm. who experiences domestic violence, and so it's not just about this celebrity who experienced it or who or who committed it. Mm-hmm. You know, domestic violence awareness month is. For universal for those who are experiencing it. So yeah, definitely want to take the time to recognize the victims. Yeah, no doubt, no yeah. doubt. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that whenever someone is identifying that a false accusation or a false report ruins someone's life, real reports and accusations with truth behind them ruined far many lives. Mm. Yeah. Far many lives. Yeah. So I really think it's important to, like, check our own biases of if you have a reaction to when, specifically a woman, because it is, like, a power-based aggression, mm-hmm. when a woman reports something related to domestic violence, mm-hmm. some type of abuse, and your assumption is to victim blame or to ask questions about, well, why was she in that relationship anyway? 
I really encourage you all to read some resources on patterns of abuse and cycles of abuse because it is very psychological. Although some some forms of abuse can be physical in nature, there's a psychological piece. There's also a safety piece, like flat out. Women have been killed for leaving a physically, emotionally, psychologically abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Children have been killed. It's it it's far more than you saying, well, I would do this because it is manipulation at the bottom line. Mm-hmm. And with manipulation, the pattern is to question what you believe as truth and take someone else's word over it. And it's a process. And the people that are perpetrators of abuse, they prey on people. And that's not to say the the victims and survivors of abuse are vulnerable people. It's the people that are doing it are disgusting scumbag sickos and they are essentially like picking individuals that they feel like they can groom and it sounds disgusting to say it that way it's that's just how nasty their minds work so i wanted to share a resource uh with you all and we could tweet this out Mm -hmm. and um encourage you all to peruse at your own leisure and share with a friend, colleague, loved one, whomever may need. But dvawareness.org, you will find a lot of resources for domestic violence. You can find local resources to your respective zip code. And you can find ways to follow um, how they're posting and keeping up with the trends on social media. Um, so they have the hashtag one thing, hashtag una cosa, so it's Spanish, English. Mm-hmm. And so follow that on social media and please feel free to uh, not reach out to us, but to share this particular website with those that you feel would be appropriate. Thank you for that. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, we're going we gonna to end on that note. We're going to end on that note? Yeah. All right, man. So what I'm what I'm thinking, man. When we close out, uh, I I really felt like last time when we prayed, it was powerful. Yeah. So I'm thinking this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this like you ain't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm also thinking that for for Dion and I, we both have an individual that we pray to. And for all of our listeners, y'all may not have that particular aligned individual that you may meditate pray whatever to or Mm -hmm. seek that connection to Mm -hmm. and so in our moment of um extending these blessings and these this grace towards ourselves and you all it's to be sensitive to the spiritual background that you have and it's also to acknowledge that this is our spiritual background as well Mm -hmm. and we want to own that and not be ashamed of owning that so With that being said, if you all could get in a comfortable position, (laughs) relax, close your eyes, and take a deep cleansing breath, and find something that you can focus on for the day, something that may have bothered you, upset you, caused some type of strong emotional reaction, and hold on to that thought. And what Dion and I are going to do is lift that up in prayer. Mm 
and we invite you all to do the same for yourselves. Dear God, we thank you for the thoughts that people are lifting up, the experiences that people are lifting up. We pray that you just recognize their hearts and their spirits and be the peace and the comfort that they need in this time. We thank you for this platform and we thank you for speaking to the hearts of those that are listening. Let us be supportive to a loved one, to a friend, to a family member. And let us find your love in someone else and show that love to them. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Piggy Bank. Be blessed.